The grace and love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, be with us all. Amen. The word of God that we want to consider today is our epistle reading for this past Sunday, the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany. The Epiphany, again, that's the wise men coming to worship the infant Jesus. But the fourth Sunday after that festival celebration, we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 to 31, especially the first verse in that reading. Paul wrote, Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God that is our righteousness, holiness and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts boast in the Lord. My dear friends in Christ, prior to our reading, the Apostle Paul was expressing his concern regarding a problem that existed in the Corinthian congregation, and that is that there were divisions and factions that were developing in the Corinthian church. And people they formed these cliques and divisions and each of those cliques and divisions seemed to think that the people in their group were better Christians than the people who were in the other groups. And now, it, it's such a shame when prestige and popularity in a congregation can cause the problems that sometimes it does tend to cause. Well, what Paul wanted to do in this letter is encourage those Christians, the Corinthian Christians, to avoid those divisions and factions by thinking about the unity that they had in Christ Jesus. The unity that they had as brothers and sisters in Christ. And, well, he wants us to think about what God has done for us, and that should pull us together. Well, Paul said, brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. Basically, when you would look at the Corinthian congregation, you would notice back then that the people who belonged to that congregation largely weren't the influential people of the city. They avoided Christianity. So for the most part, when Paul would look at the Corinthian congregation, he didn't see people who were important according to worldly standings. And well, that is significant, significant because when God called the Corinthians to faith, he didn't look at them and say, oh, this one has an important position in the world. This one is wealthy. He didn't look at those circumstances with the people. He didn't care 
how they looked in the eyes of the world. He didn't target the most important people. He just went after people. People, period. A person's deeds or his worth, earthly importance, that didn't motivate God as far as calling people to faith. So what about us? Let's think of what we were before we were called to faith. And, well, maybe what we need to recognize is that even if we did have an important position, even if we were terribly wealthy, yet even if that is the case, what we were before we were called to faith in Jesus is basically nothing special because what were we? Well, Scripture says that we were dead in our transgressions and sins and we couldn't earn God's favor. As scripture says, without faith it's impossible to please God. When we think therefore about what we were before God called us to faith, how thankful we have to be. How thankful we have to be that we are not saved by our deeds or by who we are. Oh, there was a pastor who once told about how he had been hospitalized and how he was served by this nurse who had worked really faithfully on the night shift for, for 20 years. And, and he was served very, very well by that nurse. And when the pastor asked the nurse if working on the night shift like that and working as hard as she did if that was causing any strain on her that would eventually wear her out, well, she replied to that concern with a radiant look in her eyes, and she said, well, you see, every night I put in sets another jewel in my heavenly crown, and already I have over 7,000 of them. The nurse's boast really shook that pastor because if you understand what she was saying, she was saying is that she believed that by her deeds, by the sacrifice that she had made in her life, working so hard like that and working faithfully, doing a good job, well, she thought that she was earning her way to heaven and surely she was doing good things, things that are necessary as a nurse. Got to be thankful for her work, but the fact is, is that she wasn't earning heaven by her deeds. That she couldn't do and she wasn't putting any jewels in her crown, maybe instead by her believing that she was putting jewels in her crown, she was pulling them out and taking the crown off. That, well, hopefully she was a believing child of God, but it didn't sound that way because she was trusting in her deeds. She was trusting in her deeds. And now what we need to recognize is that Satan likes to use a similar tactic on us all the time. He likes us to think that by our deeds, somehow or other, we're putting jewels in our crown and earning our way to heaven. 
And a Christian can easily think that way. He can think that, oh, by my coming to church, by my studying my Bible, by my prayer life, by my being or attempts at being a good person, a good spouse, a good child, a good parent, a good employee or employer, we're always tempted to think that those things get us a little bit closer to heaven if we're trying to do a good job, but our deeds can never earn us heaven. We are not saved by our deeds. Isaiah said, all our righteous acts, the best things that we do, all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We are saved only because of God only because of God, because of what he, he has done for us. Paul said, you who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. May God help us so that we never look to ourselves, to our deeds, to earn our way to heaven, but that we only look to our God and Savior for our salvation. In Him, our salvation is a sure thing. It's guaranteed in Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us always to remember that we are saved not by our deeds, but only by what Christ has done for us with his life, death, and resurrection. We pray in his name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.